today, This American Dice presents the first real episode of Dungeon World, The Fate of Blackburn the Lesser. A great calamity has befallen the realm, and after all these years, it has yet to heal. But only a few nights ago, Piranese was raided by orcs, and Duke Hugo Blackburn, his wife, his heir, and more good guardsmen, court members, and fine citizens than could count, were murdered. But there may be hope. Join our heroes as they attempt to save the Duke's youngest son, who may have been carried off by the fiends for some dark purpose. Can our heroes save him? Let's find out on the first episode of Dungeon World, The Fate of Blackburn the Lesser. Uh, we see our four main characters, our four adventurers, um, coming to what used to be the Orc Quarter. The Orc Quarter of Piranese. So it's outside of the city walls. Um, in the past, it had been um, buildings that were of a slightly different style, uh, or at least combined the style of like the rest of Piranese and like these kind of orc uh, tribes or their architecture. And so it's distinctly different, but it's also mostly destroyed. And we see you guys entering this area, and this is when we first meet the. God damn. That's great. It's atmospheric. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So this is when we first meet the characters um, visually. So this is when we get a shot of you guys. Uh, who is down to describe their look and the little elevator pitch for their character? And what you're doing. And you guys are like literally coming upon this. You've gone to the outskirts of the city. You're at the, how did I describe it? The portal into the ruins. So maybe there, and we'll describe this in a second. There's maybe even like a gateway that's now destroyed that used to be this gateway of like, hey, you're now entering the orc quarter. And maybe in the past it was a symbol of friendship. It is not anymore. But now we, we see these characters. So who, who do we who do we first imagine that this is a TV show? Um, the way I was thinking of it before is the way I would think of this is imagine this you this was a popular fantasy novel and Netflix bought the rights to it and they said, We gotta rush this shit. It's ten episodes. Go. Like that kind of a deal. So like there can be a lot of stuff not explained that's in the background. But in the opening shot, we see this. There's heavy rain. There's thunder clapping in the background. And we see you guys looking on into the orc quarter. Who's the first person whose face we meet? And what do they look like? I'll go. Sure. Go for it. So this is a guy in his early 40s. Flabby body. Like kind of like shady eyes. Like kind of eyes that are like, you know, looking everyone up and down and examining them constantly. His hair is a mess. It looks like at one point it was, it was, he was well coiffed, but like, you know, now it's, it's just kind of, he just took like scissors to it. Um, he's been cutting it like on the road. Um, he has once fancy clothes like hose and uh, like a nice doublet, um, but it's been like kind of torn and patched over the course of several years. Uh, he's wearing a rapier at his side and a bow slung over his shoulder. And he's basically trying to convince everyone to let him go in and look around first. 
because he feels he can talk with the orcs. Uh, and maybe he can try to find out where the kid is. He's like, yeah, I, I, I think I can talk to them. Yeah, you know, they're, they're reasonable creatures. You know, they want things. All animals, all creatures want things. Maybe I can, I can find out some information, and then I'll bring it back. Trust me. All right. So, and Jared, your character's name is what? Uh, Farley. Farley. Yeah, it's once, once Sir Farley, or Lord Farley, he claims. Ah, oh, I like that. Okay. So, who, um, after he says that, who does our camera turn to? I'll say it, it turns to me. Um, I'll be hooded mostly for the protection from the rain. Uh, I wear these kind of half-moon spectacles that are far down the bridge of my nose. Um, I would say early 30s, mid-30s, um, tanner skin, um, kind of curly, uh, messy hair. Uh, I wouldn't say gaunt or thin, but uh, definitely on the leaner side. Uh, I carry the, the robes of my, my church, though they are now soaked through the bone. Uh, in a very uncomfortable way. Uh, and I carry with me a simple shield with our god's crest on it uh, and a uh, a small staff. As I am, like, I've zeroed in on Farley because he seems like he's like he's been around, like he's he's been through some scraps, and I've never thrown a punch before, but that's fine. That is perfectly fine. Um, uh, and it is, I am just trying to like not ingest the water that is coming from the sky. Cause that, I don't know where that's been. Uh, and I am just like zeroing in on one of the patches on the back of his, uh, his, his back. And how do we, how do we know your, uh, and how, and how are you called? Oh, yes. Um, credentials. Um, I would, um, and I'm going to pat myself. Meanwhile, there's a giant shield that's like, by my legs that's just the giant crest of the church. And I'm just like, oh, oh frick. Oh, fiddle fact. Um, sorry, I one moment, just one moment, and I'm just going to, while the others are coming up, I'm just going to be looking through bags. Um, okay. So, two questions real quick. One, obviously, first of all, just, what is your character's name? Oh, Comet. Comet. And what is that symbol on the shield? Uh, it is of, uh, I googled, so it is of Ilmater, which are uh, hands that are bound in red rope, but not in like a sexy way. <laughs> and as a priest, you worship whom? Uh, Ilmater. We've got our uh, hooded priest looking through his belongings uh, with his shield. Who does our camera turn to next? Uh, all right, I might have an idea. So I think uh, maybe talking to Farley here. Uh, it's a, uh, say, kind of a, on the taller side. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, on the taller side, uh, also pretty, uh, I always, is it uh, leaf? Like, uh, or lithe? Where you're a, uh, 
Yeah, I was saying lithe. Lithe. Ooh, even better. Yeah. I've read that a hundred times, but not had to say it out loud too many. It's pronounced lurb. Yeah. Uh, So he's very lurb. And uh, (laughs) so he's kind of walking around um, very confidently, probably too confidently. He has a maybe I'm thinking like whatever armor the guard had kind of like scale mail sort of, but like incomplete. So almost like a someone like a captain of the guard or something got half dressed for some reason and added his own stuff to it. Um, just not regulation at all. I think he has a, I'm going to give him a little mustache like this picture I picked of him. Um, and he has the thing that um, probably um, is most striking is he has this tall spear that looks like um, it should be owned by a noble or something like maybe a, some kind of expert craftsman made this at some point. Very ornate, not some something you'd see by someone who looks as low born or you know as low station as this guy. Um, and he kind of just is casually holding it, maybe like over his shoulder, like those, uh, like oh, like I don't know how to describe that, but both your both your arms are uh, up, and this spear is like behind your neck. You can picture that. Like oh, he's, I'm carrying buckets of water. Situation. Yeah, or he's about to do some dope squats. Right. And he's going to say, uh, how tall was Farley? Was he a shorter? Or was he uh, Far- Farley, I would think, is is probably about like a 5'5 five, five or 5'6. Five, he's not the tallest guy ever. Okay, so this this person, his name is Pascal, is not probably much taller than him, but he's definitely giving the uh, attitude of looking down. And he's just like, oh, friend, uh, talking is very good, but have you considered that there could be orcs, very dangerous creatures, that might be interested in some battle. And I'll tell you what, battle you can get a lot more information. Perhaps I should go with you or alone. Ooh, so ominous, but no, I think I should go. Let's see what my friend it. has to say over here. <laughs> I'll turn to the bard. <laughs> uh, so holding up the rear is Donato Amalfitano. He looks to be roughly in his mid... Hey, we said it was Italian. Looks to be Are you one of my uncles? <laughs> well, now he is. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this is Donato Malfitano. He looks to be roughly in his mid-40s. Uh, he's not impressive looking in either on either side of the spectrum here. He is sort of a Finnish man. He has a weathered face. Uh, he has fiery eyes, and he wears a fairly stylish cap. And uh, he has modest finery on, because if you'll remember, he was the understudy to the understudy to the court jester. Um, and on his clothes, he has the seal of the dukedom on it. But uh, these are hardly, like, you know, uh, courtly wear. And uh, as he as he enters the orcish quarter, his eyes linger on uh, one of the burned-out uh, buildings that looks just like any other. But to him, like, it's clearly very important. And uh, in a very brief flashback, you'll see that this is a guy who... When he came to settle in the city, he, without really telling anyone about it, actually come to the Orcish Quarter and was being tutored by this witch named Mag, and she was trying to teach him magic. Like they'd formed a rapport, and like he'd like sort of made inroads at the Orcish community uh, and started a friendship with her, and she was starting to try and teach him like how like the orcs can you know conjure and use magic without beseeching deities. But before, you know, they could complete his training, 
the calamity happened, the orcish quarter was uh, devastated and she was killed. That was where she had lived. So as he his eyes sort of move away from that again, he like rejoins the group mentally. Uh, and he says, um, well, Farley hasn't steered us wrong so far. Uh, the best deci- the best action is decisive action. All right. And that's when we have on that term, decisive action is when we have our flashback to you guys getting your mission. So, um, I feel each of you and you can describe exactly how this shows up or how you get the message, but each of you gets a message from, um, high priest Valorum. Just want to keep checking that I call him high priest Valorum and not like Bishop of Valorum or something like that, but high priest Valorum. And, um, each of you gets a message and you're summoned by him. We see each of you summoned, uh, anybody anybody have a cool scene of how they're how they're summoned like we see them like like oh i'm face down in a tavern drunk as shit and somebody has to pull me out of here or like Um, you know you know me i'm i'm at the blacksmith forge and i'm like i said i'd never go back like or anything like that i'll set it the mood with definitely the least coolest Mm -hmm. which is i'm gonna be in the archive of the library and uh i'm just gonna have scrolls kind of everywhere and candles and just be in the midst of study and if i had like if they had like a rubber thing to put on your finger to turn pages he would have it so i'm just kind of like licking fingers and just kind of going oh okay yeah interesting oh and they do what with the uh, okay turn the page yeah. the medieval the, the medieval version is like a piece of like calf kidney or something like that that's stuffed over your finger (laughs) (laughs) i try not to think about it yeah you're like this is necessary but yeah like um another monk comes in and is like you you pronounce it comet comet yes comet like oh and what what's your oh what is your title within the church oh boy um could you, you could just be like adept or priest or i would say like i'm brother uh i think uh brother would be fine brother's fine yeah so a a monk comes in someone who's like lower than you but not by much comes in and is like brother comet brother comet uh the high priest the high priest has sent a message here and he he hands it to you and it just says like like you are, it just says in like hastily scrolled text that you can recognize as his. Like, like you're needed at the, you're needed at the palace at once. Oh, oh no, no, no! This is a mistake. I, I work in the archive. See, I, I work over here. Oh I'm... no! It's I was I was I was sent from the from the from the palace. He 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 certainly he certainly meant for you to, to for you to get this. Please, I. What's what's the expression of like? That you guys have. I'm sorry to throw so much shit at you so <laughs> no, soon, good, man. Dude. I'm sorry. No, what, you're good. What's the expression that you have that's like, like, may the Lord be with you, like that kind and of a with thing. Your spirit. No, yeah, exactly. um. <laughs> and with your spirit, yeah. To trick John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, um, it's, uh, I would probably say by the uh, by the bounds of Ilmeta. Oh, please, please, brother, but comment. 
believe me, by the bounds of Ilmater, you need to head there. You're 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 called for. Okay, yeah, no, give me like two minutes, I'll be there. Thank you. I just need to collect my things and my my myself. And he kind of steeples his hands and bow and bows a bunch and um what the F? Yeah. All right. Then we flash two. Donato is um he is in one of the palace chambers, and now that the court jester slash musician has been killed, and the understudy to the court court jester slash musician has also been killed, that makes him the new court jester slash musician. And now he is like going. Ooh. Um do we see do we see Donato in in like the quarters that were maybe shared by these jesters? Oh, that he's yeah. like looking over their like effects that it's like Oh, these dudes fucking got murdered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there are clearly signs of a struggle everywhere. I mean, the castle, the, the whole place is in disarray. Like, oh, yeah. Still, for sure. There's, and, like, bro- in... there's broken windows. There's torn curtains and tapestries. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can still hear people, like, off in the distance, like, sobbing and like, just very upset. Um, and like, he's, like, their equivalent of the green room. And he's looking over the effects. And, like, there was clearly a struggle in here. And... Maybe it even looks like somebody tried to use like um, uh, like a juggling ball as a weapon. That didn't work out very well. Uh, and now he himself is trying to like, familiarize himself with these tools because he thinks, uh, I mean, there's nobody, clearly nobody cares about my position anymore, but maybe I should, you know, try and learn this stuff because the secret is he's not good at most of this. So like he like, picks up some of these like juggling balls and starts like struggling to sort of juggle three of them together when a guy comes in like a messenger comes in uh i'm presuming a sort of a similar situation to comet yeah so just a, a a page comes in so not even like a city not even a guardsman or whatever just like some kind of a random servant who you've seen about the palace before um, who normally this is somebody who like oh since so many people are dead there's been a significant everyone moving up this is normally the person who like this is like the chamber boy yeah well Donato knows those feels He's yeah and so yeah so usually like the chamber like the kid who comes in here and like empties out chamber pots and that stuff comes in and is like like a mess a message a message from you He's like he's like struggling, like concentrating, like juggling just these three balls, and he's like, "Yes, of course, please." Is it is it a written message, or does this kid just tell you what's up? He just tells me what's up. Yeah, because oh, can Donato read? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, because I was gonna be like, this kid can't read, so if he has a message, he's gonna be like, "Here, I don't know what it is." Uh, oh, okay. But, yeah. but no, so he he just he just tells you like the high the high priest wishes to see you, uh, uh. Just, just, just to Donato, I, he, he, he needs, he needs to see you. He's in the, he's in the main chamber. Yes, please, please head to the main chamber. And he's kind of nervously like, like, oh, and then he like goes and gets the chamber pot and is like, I have other things to do as well. And, and maybe Donato. picks up. Oh, is there something like grizzly in here? Oh, definitely he... perfect. Like so, Donato's like. Yes, of course. That would be that would be most welcome right now. Actually, in fact, before you go, though, would you mind just tossing me a fourth ball? 
and like the only ball left is just covered in grizzle and it's just like part of this horrible scene yeah he he picks it up and he looks at it and it's like you see in this kid's eyes like oh shit I've seen like he's also seen some of this grizzly scene too and like this is bad and he like he he goes to throw it and it just doesn't come out of his hand and he just shakily goes and plops it into your hand yeah. and we and just like, yeah. we just see his hand is just covered in the gore Ugh. from the the ball and uh I think yeah then we that's that's when we switch over to Pascal All right so Pascal you're our last person <laughs> who gets this heads up how do you get the heads up to go see um oh no i'm sorry you're the second to last person i apologize you're the second to last person the penultimate character to um to find this stuff uh how do you get the heads up you got to go see high priest valorum so yeah i'm thinking uh <clears throat> maybe there's like three uh like younger city guard they're just all like they're walking down a hallway or something you know and they they've got this uh like note or whatever um, between them and they're just laughing like oh my god can you believe this like oh my wow like come on and they like knock on this door and they just walk right in and they're like oh uh <laughs> spear child uh you got there's a letter for you here probably from your your spear kingdom or something and I think he's just uh um maybe like in a room with oh like the mess hall or something equivalent of this uh barracks or something and he's talking to one or two other different uh city guard and he's like well, no friend trust me and he's holding his spear point down on the ground and he's like no just just keep watching just keep watching and then when he hears these other people behind him he's like oh okay and lets it go and it's just staying like perfectly up there and the two soldiers are just like oh wow that's that is surprising he's like a letter for me well please and he like goes and reads it and we know what it is but he's like Oh, sorry, I guess my business takes me elsewhere. And he grabs the spear and walks away. As you walk away, uh, as as uh, Pascal walks away, again, the other city guard are just laughing about this stuff of like, like they're laughing at you. And, um, and then they sit down and the camera pans out. And this mess hall that should be full of guards or soldiers is wildly empty because so many fucking people have been killed. So it's like, there's just, there's six dudes in a room that should hold in a serving 30 to 60. Okay, so Farley is in a uh, tavern in like one of the back rooms where there's a curtain separating him. And he's with two, like a lord and a lady, and he's like, "So there I was, and there were eight orcs, and he had grabbed the little blighter by the hair, and I was like, no, don't take the prince, take me instead.'" And then they like used some sort of weird sorcery on me, and I fell to the ground, but I kept slashing. In any case, I'm in touch with somebody, and it says he says that they're holding him for ransom, and so. For the price of only a hundred gold from each of you, Lord and Lady Pendergrast, I could get the prince back. I could ransom him back. And at that point, like, the, the curtain gets swung back, and there are five guards there. And Farley goes, like, steps back, and his eyes get really wide, and they deliver the message. The Lord Valerum would like to speak to you. And he's like, oh, oh, yes, the Lord Valerum. I forgot. I had an appointment with him. Uh, you know where to reach me, Lord and Lady Pendergrast. Uh, uh, don't forget, you, the, the kingdom's, uh, the, the, the duchies. 
uh, and as well as the Empire now, its its future lies in your hands. I'll be waiting for your message and your gold. And uh, he's let off. Yeah, and you just hear them being like, like, oh my, and and that High Priest Valorum wants to talk to him, oh my. It's a lot of that kind of like in the background. But yeah, cool. So we get a shot of High Priest Valorum kind of uh, Sorkin-esquely walking down this hallway with these two guardsmen with him. And these two guardsmen are wearing like... Uh, did you guys watch Dragon Prince? But like they look like a lot of the soldiers who kind of come out of uh, the ki- the main kingdom. Anyway, so they kind of uh, have this silver armor and uh, like shields and sheathed swords or like a halberd or something like that as they're walking down this hallway. And High Priest Valorum is, so I would imagine he's played by a Robert Duvall-like actor. Maybe if not him, then William Hurt. Maybe if not, uh, but yeah, so. Anyone so, see the elf? I think he was an elf, right? He was the oh, father yeah, an elf. That's James Caan. Oh, that's James Caan. Oh, okay, sorry. James Caan actually works perfectly, too. Okay. <laughs> Both of them are in Godfather. R.I.P. James Caan. Yes, James Caan. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did pass. All right, so um, Robert Duvall or James Caan in his later, even, even later years, either way. But so these guys, um, he's in, I imagine... Again, my own Catholic background. I'm imagining dressed as like a cardinal, but I'm not a priest of this church. Justin, you are. As the high priest of this church, or at least the high priest who's maybe not even the top priest, but at least the top priest, at least as far as the Blackburn family is concerned, how does this dude look? Like, what's his outfit? I would say, um, because I also was raised Catholic, so I would say he looks more like, instead of a cardinal, more like a bishop, so low hat, the black shoulders, Uh, but if we're part of this, like, red cord kind of uh, deity, I would assume, like, whites with red trim, lots of that, and then I would assume for him, because he's such high high on the the food chain where I'm more and more simple whites and reds. He has gold inlays. Uh, And I would say he carries a scepter, like real regal with it. Very intimidating for me. Ooh, so it's the whites with red trim and gold inlays. Yes. Um, Is the trim, since it's the bound hands, is the trim like cords as if resembling the hands bound up? Yes, perfectly. Awesome. Okay. So, yeah, he walks in with that. And um, you guys, the four of you are all sitting in a room. It's kind of, uh, oh, to hammer home what's going on, this is the throne room. And the throne room has, they are still cleaning it up. So, like... There are windows that are broken. There's furniture that's just destroyed that like there are cleaning people who are uh, like pages or serving boys or girls like picking up pieces of wood that used to be this amazingly fine furniture that would be in like the equivalent of a Renaissance Italian, like the freaking doge of Venice's house. 
and this stuff that would today be in museums and be worth millions is just kindling thrown against the wall and there's somebody who's on their hands and knees there's like a little um like a little serving girl who's been now turned into the scullery maid who's just trying with a big brush to clean out this spot on the floor that it's blood and no one can pretend it's otherwise and she's trying to clean it sorry I would like to say the minute that he enters I would like to shoot up and stand up sure uh, so yeah just oh are you guys up. are you guys seated at like a table or are you just waiting around in the in the throne room that's oh. a good question has, has there been a table set up for you guys I, I I would assume awkwardly any kind of tables would be broken and that there maybe like a, a hodgepodge of just different chairs that are still intact there we go. oh yes there we go so you could tell like the remainder of the court has been meeting in here to try to figure out what the hell to do and um so you're sitting on chairs and none of the chairs match yeah like they're clearly chairs that were pulled from like other rooms some of them aren't chairs it's like there's there's not a lot of you guys so it's not a big deal like maybe I think mine's is, a footstool yeah there's a footstool this is low. so they're yeah they're different heights and then one's just a crate like and so High Priest Valorum comes in, Comet stands up, and High Priest Valorum is like, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming. You're most welcome, my lord. Anything for the for the royal family. Close personal friends we were. Absolutely. I don't need to tell you what happened here. You saw the blood, you saw the flames, you saw the blood, you heard the screams. And he turns over to Pascal and kind of like references that. He um, he looks to uh, Donato and says like, like, you lost friends. Donato nods, of course. Friends, colleagues, dear ones who can't be replaced. Can't be replaced indeed. And that is why the best action right now is decisive action. The orcs killed Duke Blackburn. The orcs killed Lady Blackburn. His heir? What would what would be the term that he would use for the elder son? Or elder daughter? Scion? Is that the word? I'm not sure it is. That sounds too important. Like, you know how, like, the Romans would say, like, so-and-so the lesser, so-and-so the greater, or the elder the younger? Are you asking for the grande version of this venti small? Yeah, he he, he would do <laughs> venti grande. Yeah, just like Hugo the apparent or something. Oh yeah, and with yeah, so he'll say with the death with the death of the duke, with the death of Lady Blackburn, with the death of Hugo the apparent. And he looks over at Farley, and kind of. Um, pauses for a second, kind of nods like as like a acknowledging that you guys were buds. Yes. Yes. What will we do? The realm is to be placed in the hands of his younger brother. So Hugo, I'm just going to say Hugo the Younger. Hugo the Younger was taken by the orcs. Now, 
we think they may have taken him either to kill him, to ransom him off, for some form of dark ritual. But we've not found a corpse, and we've not found... We've not found anyone who's, who has seen him dead. Those few witnesses saw him carried off. He might still be alive. He might still be out there. And if he is, we need to get him back for the sake of the realm. Now, because we don't know if these wicked wound weavers will come back for yet another attack on our city, we have to... We have to fortify with as many troops as we have. But if a select few could follow those fiends into whatever recesses they went and see if indeed the heir lives. And he like takes a pause for a moment and you realize like this dude has raised Duke Blackburn the ninth and been the tutor of Duke Blackburn, presumably the 10th and also the younger who you're going to look for, like this guy is like surrogate dad, grandpa for all of these people. And this is not a, this is not an academic pursuit for this man. This is, Oh, you took my adoptive son basically. And in this pause, Donato will leap up and like, he can't hide the fire in his eyes. Like he's so like into this. And he says, it would be the honor of my life, sir. If I could join this cause. I think he, um, he pauses for a moment, and if you guys are sitting, which I I don't think he is, I think he's standing even if you are sitting, and he gets up and he extends a hand to you. And now takes it heartily. And he kind of shakes your hand. And he says, We think they're trying to escape through the old orc quarter. That's all we know. That's what we've heard, is they're heading that way snippets here and there from guards who saw them as they fought for their lives and the lives of our people if you can find him you need to I'll put a hand on his shoulder Farley goes like look Val may, may I call you Val Val they stole him we're gonna steal him back I swear on my mother's life and he then he turns and he he takes your hand and not like in like a get your hand off my not in that kind of thing but he takes it and he like holds it in both of his hands and says returning him's not stealing him returning him is a service to the to the realm until matter herself please what you can do i want to send more but with the death of the and he basically explains that so much of the guard was killed, especially so much of like the high ranking guards, like the the leader of the guard was killed, like all these people. He's like, we're pretty lost. So I can't like he will ex basically express. I'm not a military mind. I can't send out this expedition to succeed without without leaving the city entirely defenseless. And so instead, I'm working with the guard to keep this city safe. But if you guys can go do this, and if you can find him, um, that can be, that can save us. 
But if you look in this guy's eyes, he thinks this kid's dead. Like, he knows he has to send people out to look for this. But he he fears the worst. And he keeps and he keeps saying like to find him bef- before and he'll like look off. This'll be our sacred duty. I, I, I want you to leave it all in our hands, our exclusive hands. We'll take care of this for you and, and for the kingdom. Right? Right, lads? He turns around to Pascal and Comet. Uh, yes, uh, na- naturally, you you humble me, uh, Lord. Yes, uh, I, I I feel great about this. This is going to go great. So good. What is a um? What is a common religious thing that you do? Like you know how like with the Pope, you like kiss his either robes or ring or that kind of thing. Like what's a thing that like you guys do within your Ooh. order to be like. What's the lead? What's the most like touchy thing you you would you would do? Like Ooh, maybe, maybe some grasp- bound hands motif, like where he like holds your wrists or something like that. Yes, we we do like the the cross hatch wrist grab. Yeah, you. I think I think he turns to you and you guys do that. Yep, and just- then he, and then he just. Yeah, you're 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 trying to get. You, oh, here's here's the thing that you probably do not like at all. You go to do that, and he just looks at you, and he just hugs you. Yeah. So I'm like, just please. Yeah. No, you're welcome. I, I mean, yeah, definitely. You're please let go. I mean, yes. Thank you for this. This is great. And um, <sighs> yeah, he says. Again, we would send more with you, but they could come back at any time. And he turns to, like, a few, like, real grizzled-looking veteran guards who it's like, oh, these dudes went through some shit. Like, one of them has a big black eye. One of them has, like, a big scar on their face. And uh, a lady turns to him, uh, and she's got that crazy armor on and is carrying a big shield and a halberd. Or whatever, and you're like, how can this lady use a shield and a halberd? That's nuts! Like, this lady must be a badass! And and she's like, if we're gonna raise another force, we have to do it soon. This has to happen quickly. And uh, the high priest just kind of nods to her and says, one moment. We think they went through the orc quarter. Please, if you can find him, please find him. Thank you. Then I will say, uh, I have some passing familiarity with the quarter. Uh, you can count on us. We uh, we won't let you down. It's like I don't know you as well as I should, but of your what would be the term? Not master, but the person whom you are apprenticing to in an entertainment capacity. What the fuck would that be? What the fuck would that term be? Maestro. You're maestro. He's like, he's like, I don't, I don't know you. But I know you're maestro. I knew you're maestro. 
oh, he says, I don't know, and then corrects himself. And it's like, oh, boy, this shit is real raw. And he just says, I never thought him a fool. Please. Thank you. And this guy's, this guy's about to head out. One of the, that, that guards woman who, you know, is named. And I gave them names. I couldn't resist making somewhat kind of funny names. Her name is Sir Stephanie, just spirit. So they follow that weird old, like military thing of, even if you're a woman, you're still called sir, whatever. So Sir Stephanie. And, uh, yeah, she's like, she kind of gives him the equivalent of like, let's go. And he, he'll pause. If anybody has a question for him or something like that, now's the time. Otherwise he's gone and you guys are starting your quest. I have a question. Denado, as this guy turns, Denado will wait for him to turn before he says, I do have one question, sir, if you don't mind. Yes. Was... Hugo the only captive? And this this seems like he's like tough for this guy to answer the question. We found the body of his father, of his mother, and of his older brother. We did not find his body. There are guardsmen reliable guardsmen who say that they saw him and he like struggles and he just says if you can find him please find him I Donato will sort of cut in and say a terrible terrible tragedy to be sure we are we are all at a loss for words even we for whom it's our profession but and and forgive me if I over uh, over elaborate the point but there were no other captives besides Hugo. No scullery maids, no knights, no nobles, no washing boys, no peasants. Are there any other reports of other captives? No. Donato will bow low. Yeah, let's see. That's why this... That's why this mission becomes of such importance. And why you need to... Why you need to make haste. If they did take him hostage, or if he... whether it's for some foul purpose, whatever it might be, getting him back is important for the realm, for the sake of keeping this, for the sake of keeping Piranesi alive, bringing, and then he just will say, Hugo Blackburn the 10th, and that's like what he would be if knight, if like proclaimed Duke. Hugo Blackburn the 10th back is important and it must happen. Please. You'll get your money. You'll get whatever money you need. You'll get whatever position you need. Please. I have to go. Thank you. Donato can't resist, but like after he leaves, he'll like turn and sort of like take in the group. I'll turn to Pascal and he'll say, Spear got your tongue? Yeah, I think when, when you look at Pascal, he's just kind of been... um like sitting down on one of these like patched together stools or whatever and just has had his uh like spear kind of he's been bowing with like his forehead almost touching a spear this whole time like oh is he 
is he like sleeping or is he about to cry? What's happening? And maybe as soon as the, the high priest leaves, he kind of just like explodes into energy and just kind of a, you know, if you have you ever seen that when you kind of like jump out of the chair and like walk as you're going, you know, or like you jump into a walk and just kind of starts pacing around. And she's like, oh, well, then, friends, I've uh, I've conferred and we uh, we're both on board here. I think uh, it's not always uh, the case where you can be assured that you're on a noble quest. And I do mean that pun, but I think this is a quite a good undertaking for us and should be easy, easily done, especially uh, these cowards that storm in and kill families and things like that. Truly barbarous men and usually what they need is gold. So surely it's a ransom. We can do this quite easily, especially with you three helping. And I think it's best to pay ransoms in blood. And he winks and is like, let's go. Wait, pay for it in what? In what? I, I have several questions as I'm following <laughs> Flop Sweat. <laughs> cool. So you guys head on out of the palace. Um, again, the palace is not this grand. It, the palace is very, very nice, but at the moment it is wrecked. Um, you are seeing a lot of peasants who've maybe been conscripted into pulling bodies out of the place. Like, this is rough. Like, this place is a nightmare. And you guys head through the city and towards the Orc Quarter. So we see a crack of thunder and lightning flash uh, with the city behind us. Rain pours down on our uh, our four adventurers on Farley, Donato, Pascal, and Comet, and they are standing at the gate to the Orc Quarter. Now, in the past, this had been this, like, hopeful gate of friendship, kind of, uh, like, imagine if the St. Louis Arch was all about, like, yeah, we're all buds, if it had been, like, that kind of a thing. Um, but now it's it's fucked up. Like in the in the after the calamity, the destruction of the capital and the pogrom on the orcs, uh, this was destroyed. So now it's just kind of like a crooked spire, like a scorpion's tail that leans up into the air and then hangs there. And you guys are standing under it as rain pours down heavily on you guys, and you stare into the orc uh, quarter of town. And this area is different. For sure. I just said to myself, I'm not going to keep asking you guys questions because I want things to move and then I'm immediately going to break that. Um, how are the buildings here, aside from being mostly destroyed, how are they different? How were they different before they were destroyed? And keep in mind, there have to be ruins. So if you're like, they were all tents, well then those would be gone. So. Um, I would say uh, if the town is more of like a, or where we're from, it's more of an imported stone, where this is more limestone and more things that have been dilapidated and degraded. Okay, so like the type of stone is different? Yes, there's a there's an actual like different feel. Ooh, maybe, um... Oh, 
this sounds rough, but we're dealing with some rough subjects. Maybe one of the problems was initially in the Orca Quarter, it was difficult to get brick makers to sell you bricks and like make stuff. So it was like the brickyards, they weren't around. So like the places that would make stones and make bricks. So all of this stuff is like more natural or rough hewn things. So like the stones that are there are more old style, like mud, coquina. So the, the houses here, even though they're younger, look older because they couldn't get people to make them. So they had to make them out of things that look older. Is that kosher for you guys? Cool. So you see these, these buildings um, that are husks, the roofs have been uh, burned away or destroyed or collapsed in. So you just see walls. Many of the buildings that are taller are cracked. There, on the gates into the Orc Quarter, you see blood. Fresh, smeared blood, slowly fading in the rain, till it's gone in not but a puddle, and then never remembered. Is this where you continue? This episode of This American Dice, Dungeon World, The Fate of Blackburn, The Lesser, Episode 1, included music by Rallying Defense by Per Killestoft, Inner Sanctuary by Gotama, Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Pernay and Miloslav Kolar, and Street Life Silent Film by Lobo Loco. Our cast for this episode included Austin as your Game Master, David as Pascal, Carl as Donato, Jared as Farley, and Justin as Comet. Join us next Friday for another exciting episode of Dungeon World, The Fate of Blackburn the Lesser. Additionally, Thursdays are our long game, This American Monster, our Monster of the Week actual play. Saturdays, on YouTube, we have old long shows coming up, in this case, Ryoko Owari, City of Lies, and every Sunday, we have a short game coming up on YouTube. So check us out on YouTube. Check us out at thisamericandice.net or .com. Check us out on Facebook. Tell a friend. All that kind of stuff. Till then, see you later.